Chapter 3 And now I, Nephi, proceed to give an account upon these plates of my proceedings and my reign and ministry. Wherefore, to proceed with mine account, I must speak somewhat of the things of my father, and also of my brethren. For behold, it came to pass, that after my father had made an end of speaking the words of his dream, and also of exhorting them to all diligence, he spake unto them concerning the Jews, how that after they should be destroyed, even that great city Jerusalem, and that many be carried away captive into Babylon, that according to the own due time of the Lord they should return again, yea, even be brought back out of captivity. And after they should be brought back out of captivity to possess again the land of their inheritance, yea, even six hundred years from the time that my father left Jerusalem, a prophet would the Lord God raise up among the Jews, yea, even a Messiah, or in other words, a Savior of the world. And he also spake concerning the prophets, how great a number had testified of these things concerning this Messiah of which he had spoken, or this Redeemer of the world. Wherefore all mankind were in a lost and in a fallen state, and ever would be, save they should rely on this Redeemer. And he spake also concerning a prophet which should come before the Messiah to prepare the way of the Lord. Yea, even he should go forth and cry in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his paths straight. For there standeth one among you, whom ye know not, and he is mightier than I, whose shoes latch it I am not worthy to unloose. And much spake my father concerning this thing. And my father saith that he should baptize and Bethabara beyond Jordan, and he also spake that he should baptize with water, yea, even that he should baptize the Messiah with water. And after that he had baptized the Messiah with water, he should behold and bear record that he had baptized the Lamb of God, which should take away the sins of the world. And it came to pass that after my father had spoken these words, he spake unto my brethren concerning the gospel which should be preached among the Jews, and also concerning the dwindling of the Jews in unbelief. And after that he had slain the Messiah which should come, and after that he had been slain, he should rise from the dead, and should make himself manifest by the Holy Ghost unto the Gentiles. Yea, even my father spake much concerning the Gentiles, and also concerning the house of Israel, that they should be compared like unto an olive tree, whose branches should be broken off, and should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. Wherefore he said it must needs be that we should be led with one accord into the promised land, unto the fulfilling of the word of the Lord, that we should be scattered upon all the face of the earth. And after that the house of Israel should be scattered, they should be gathered together again. Or in fine, that after the Gentiles had received the fullness of the gospel, the natural branches of the olive tree, or the remnants of the house of Israel, should be grafted in, or come to the knowledge of the true Messiah, their Lord and their Redeemer. And after this manner of language did my father prophesy and speak unto my brethren, and also many more things which I do not write in this book. For I have written as many of them as were expedient for me in mine other book." And all these things of which I have spoken were done as my father dwelt in a tent in the valley of Lemuel. And it came to pass that after I, Nephi, having heard all the words of my father concerning the things which he saw in a vision, and also the things which he spake by the power of the Holy Ghost, which power he received by faith on the Son of God, and the Son of God was the Messiah which should come. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, was desirous also that I might see, and hear, and know of these things by the power of the Holy Ghost, which is the gift of God unto all those who diligently seek Him, as well in times of old as in the time that He should manifest Himself unto the children of men. For He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the way is prepared for all men from the foundation of the world, if it so be that they repent and come unto Him. For he that diligently seeketh shall find, and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto him by the power of the Holy Ghost, as well in this time as in times of old, and as well in times of old as in times to come. Wherefore the course of the Lord is one eternal round. Therefore remember, O man, for all thy doings thou shalt be brought into judgment. Wherefore if ye have sought to do wickedly in the days of your probation, then ye are found unclean before the judgment seat of God. And no unclean thing can dwell with God. 
wherefore ye must be cast off forever. And the Holy Ghost giveth authority that I should speak these things, and deny them not. For it came to pass that after I had desired to know the things that my father had seen, and believing that the Lord was able to make them known unto me, wherefore as I sat pondering in my heart, I was caught away in the Spirit of the Lord, yea, into an exceeding high mountain, which I never had before seen, and upon which I never had before set my foot. And the Spirit saith unto me, Behold, what desirest thou? And I saith, I desire to behold the things which my father saw. And the Spirit saith unto me, Believest thou that thy father saw the tree of which he hath spoken? And I said, Yea, thou knowest that I believe all the words of my father. And when I had spoken these words, the Spirit cried with a loud voice, saying, Hosanna to the Lord, the Most High God, for he is God over all the earth, yea, even above all. And blessed art thou, Nephi, because thou believest in the Son of the Most High God. Wherefore thou shalt behold the things which thou hast desired. And behold, this thing shall be given unto thee for a sign, that after thou hast beheld the tree which bore the fruit which thy father tasted, thou shalt also behold a man descending out of heaven, and him shall ye witness. And after that ye shall have witnessed him, ye shall bear record that it is the Son of God." And it came to pass that the Spirit saith unto me, Look, and I looked, and beheld a tree, and it was like unto the tree which my father had seen, and the beauty thereof was far beyond, yea, exceeding of all beauty, and the whiteness thereof did exceed the whiteness of the driven snow. And it came to pass that after that I had seen the tree, I said unto the Spirit, I behold, thou hast shown unto me the tree which is most precious above all. And he saith unto me, What desirest thou? And I said unto him, To know the interpretation thereof. For I spake unto him as a man speaketh, for I beheld that he was in the form of a man, yet nevertheless I knew that it was the Spirit of the Lord, and he spake unto me as a man speaketh with another. And it came to pass that he said unto me, Look, and I looked as if to look upon him, and I saw him not, for he had gone from before my presence. And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the great city Jerusalem, and also other cities. And I beheld the city of Nazareth, and in the city of Nazareth I beheld a virgin, and she was exceedingly fair and white. And it came to pass that I saw the heavens open, and an angel came down and stood before me, and he saith unto me, Nephi, what beholdest thou? And I saith unto him, A virgin, most beautiful and fair above all other virgins. And he saith unto me, Knowest thou the condescension of God? And I said unto him, I know that he loveth his children, nevertheless I do not know the meaning of all things. And he said unto me, Behold, the virgin which thou seest is the mother of the Son of God, after the manner of the flesh. And it came to pass that I beheld that she was carried away in the Spirit. And after that she had been carried away in the Spirit for the space of a time, the angel spake unto me, saying, Look. And I looked and beheld the virgin again, bearing a child in her arms. And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Son of the Eternal Father. Knowest thou the meaning of the tree which thy father saw? And I answered him, saying, Yea, it is the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore it is the most desirable above all things. And he spake unto me, saying, Yea, and the most joyous to the soul. And after that he had said these words, he said unto me, Look, and I looked, and I beheld the Son of God going forth among the children of men. And I saw many fall down at his feet and worship him. And it came to pass that I beheld that the rod of iron, which my father had seen, was the word of God, which led to the fountain of living waters, or to the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. And I also beheld that the tree of life was a representation of the love of God. And the angel said unto me again, Look, and behold the condescension of God. And I looked and beheld the Redeemer of the world, of which my father had spoken. And I also beheld the prophet which should prepare the way before him. And the Lamb of God went forth and was baptized of him. And after that he was baptized, I beheld the heavens open, and the Holy Ghost come down out of heaven and abode upon him in the form of a dove. And I beheld that he went forth ministering unto the people in power and great glory. And the multitudes were gathered together to hear him. And I beheld that they cast him out from among them, and I also beheld twelve others following him. And it came to pass that they were carried away in the Spirit from before my face, that I saw them not. 
And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me again, saying, Look, and I looked, and I beheld the heavens open again, and I saw angels descending upon the children of men, and they did minister unto them. And he spake unto me again, saying, Look, and I looked, and I beheld the Lamb of God going forth among the children of men. And I beheld multitudes of people which were sick, and which were afflicted of all manner of diseases, and with devils and unclean spirits. And the angels spake, and showed all these things unto me. And they were healed by the power of the Lamb of God, and the devils and the unclean spirits were cast out. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me again, saying, Look, and I looked and beheld the Lamb of God, that he was taken by the people. Yea, the Son of the everlasting God was judged of the world, and I saw and bear record. And I, Nephi, saw that he was lifted up upon the cross, and slain for the sins of the world. And after that he was slain, I saw the multitudes of the earth, that they were gathered together to fight against the apostles of the Lamb, for thus were the twelve called by the angel of the Lord. And the multitude of the earth was gathered together. And I beheld that they were in a large and spacious building, like unto the building which my father saw. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me again, saying, Behold the world and the wisdom thereof. Yea, behold, the house of Israel hath gathered together to fight against the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And it came to pass that I saw and bear record that the great and spacious building was the pride of the world, and it fell, and the fall thereof was exceeding great. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me again, saying, Thus shall be the destruction of all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people that shall fight against the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And it came to pass that the angel said unto me, Look, and behold thy seed, and also the seed of thy brethren. And I looked and beheld the land of promise. And I beheld multitudes of people, yea, even as it were in number as many as the sand of the sea. And it came to pass that I beheld multitudes gathered together to battle, one against the other. And I beheld wars and rumors of wars, and great slaughters with the sword among my people. And it came to pass that I beheld many generations pass away after the manner of wars and contentions in the land. And I beheld many cities, yea, even that I did not number them. And it came to pass that I saw a mist of darkness on the face of the land of promise. And I saw lightnings, and I heard thunderings, and earthquakes, and all manner of tumultuous noises. And I saw the earth and the rocks that they rent, and I saw mountains tumbling into pieces, and I saw the plains of the earth that they were broken up, and I saw many cities that they were sunk, and I saw many that they were burned with fire, and I saw many that they did tumble to the earth because of the quaking thereof. And it came to pass that after I saw these things, I saw the vapor of darkness that it passed from off the face of the earth. And behold, I saw the multitudes which had not fallen because of the great and terrible judgments of the Lord. And I saw the heavens open, and the Lamb of God descending out of heaven, and he came down and he showed himself unto them. And I also saw and bear record that the Holy Ghost fell upon twelve others, and they were ordained of God and chosen. And the angels spake unto me, saying, Behold the twelve disciples of the Lamb, which are chosen to minister unto thy seed. And he saith unto me, Thou rememberest the twelve apostles of the Lamb? Behold, they are they which shall judge the twelve tribes of Israel. Wherefore the twelve ministers of thy seed shall be judged of them, for ye are of the house of Israel. And these twelve ministers which thou beholdest shall judge thy seed. And behold, they are righteous forever, for because of their faith in the Lamb of God, their garments are made white in his blood. And the angel saith unto me, Look, and I looked and beheld three generations did pass away in righteousness, and their garments were white, even like unto the Lamb of God. And the angel said unto me, These are made white in the blood of the Lamb, because of their faith in him. And I, Nephi, also saw many of the fourth generation which did pass away in righteousness. And it came to pass that I saw the multitudes of the earth gathered together. And the angel said unto me, Behold thy seed, and also the seed of thy brethren. And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the people of my seed gathered together in multitudes against the seed of my brethren, and they were gathered together to battle. And the angel spake unto me, saying, Behold the fountain of filthy water which thy father saw, yea, even the river of which he spake, and the depths thereof are the depths of hell. And the mists of darkness are the temptations of the devil, which blindeth the eyes and hardeneth the hearts of the children of men, and leadeth them away into broad roads, 
that they may perish and are lost. And the large and spacious building which thy father saw is vain imaginations and the pride of the children of men, and a great and a terrible gulf divideth them, yea, even the word of the justice of the eternal God and Jesus Christ, which is the Lamb of God, of whom the Holy Ghost beareth record from the beginning of the world until this time, and from this time henceforth and forever. And while the angels spoke these words, I beheld and saw that the seed of my brethren did contend against my seed, according to the word of the angel. And because of the pride of my seed and the temptations of the devil, I beheld that the seed of my brethren did overpower the people of my seed. And it came to pass that I beheld and saw the people of the seed of my brethren, that they had overcome my seed, and they went forth in multitudes upon the face of the land. And I saw them gathered together in multitudes, and I saw wars and rumors of wars among them, and in wars and rumors of wars I saw many generations pass away. And the angel said unto me, Behold, these shall dwindle in unbelief. And it came to pass that I beheld that after they had dwindled in unbelief, they became a dark and loathsome and filthy people, full of idleness and all manner of abominations. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me, saying, Look, And I looked and beheld many nations and kingdoms. And the angel saith unto me, What beholdest thou? And I said, I behold many nations and kingdoms. And he saith unto me, These are the nations and kingdoms of the Gentiles. And it came to pass that I saw among the nations of the Gentiles the foundation of a great church. And the angel said unto me, Behold the foundation of a church, which is most abominable above all other churches, which slayeth the saints of God, yea, and tortureth them, and bindeth them down, and yoketh them with a yoke of iron, and bringeth them down into captivity. And it came to pass that I beheld this great and abominable church, and I saw the devil that he was the founder of it. And I also saw gold and silver and silks and scarlets and fine-twined linen and all manner of precious clothing, and I saw many harlots. And the angel spake unto me, saying, Behold the gold and the silver and the silks and the scarlets and the fine-twined linen and the precious clothing and the harlots are the desires of this great and abominable church. And also for the praise of the world do they destroy the saints of God and bring them down into captivity. And it came to pass that I looked and beheld many waters, and they divided the Gentiles from the seed of my brethren. And it came to pass that the angel saith unto me, Behold, the wrath of God is upon the seed of thy brethren. And I looked and beheld a man among the Gentiles, which was separated from the seed of my brethren by the many waters. And I beheld the Spirit of God, that it came down and wrought upon the man. And he went forth upon the many waters, even unto the seed of my brethren, which were in the promised land. And it came to pass that I beheld the Spirit of God, that it wrought upon other Gentiles, and they went forth out of captivity upon the many waters. And it came to pass that I beheld many multitudes of the Gentiles upon the land of promise. And I beheld the wrath of God, that it was upon the seed of my brethren, and they were scattered before the Gentiles, and they were smitten. And I beheld the Spirit of the Lord, that it was upon the Gentiles, that they did prosper and obtain the land for their inheritance. And I beheld that they were white and exceeding fair and beautiful like unto my people before that they were slain. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, beheld that the Gentiles which had gone forth out of captivity did humble themselves before the Lord, and the power of the Lord was with them. And I beheld that their mother Gentiles were gathered together upon the waters and upon the land also to battle against them. And I beheld that the power of God was with them, and also that the wrath of God was upon all them that were gathered together against them to battle. And I, Nephi, beheld that the Gentiles which had gone out of captivity were delivered by the power of God out of the hands of all other nations. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, beheld that they did prosper in the land. And I beheld a book, and it was carried forth among them. And the angel saith unto me, Knowest thou the meaning of the book? And I saith, I know not. And he saith, Behold, it proceedeth out of the mouth of a Jew, and I, Nephi, beheld it. And he saith unto me, The book which thou beholdest is a record of the Jews, which contains the covenants of the Lord which he hath made unto the house of Israel. And it also containeth many of the prophecies of the holy prophets. And it is a record like unto the engravings which are upon the plates of brass, 
save there are not so many. Nevertheless, they contain the covenants of the Lord, which he hath made unto the house of Israel. Wherefore they are of great worth unto the Gentiles. And the angel of the Lord said unto me, Thou hast beheld that the book proceeded forth from the mouth of a Jew, and when it proceeded forth from the mouth of a Jew, it contained the fullness of the gospel of the Lord, of whom the twelve apostles bear record. And they bear record according to the truth which is in the Lamb of God. Wherefore these things go forth from the Jews in purity unto the Gentiles, according to the truth which is in God. And after that they go forth by the hand of the twelve apostles of the Lamb from the Jews unto the Gentiles, Behold, after this thou seest the formation of that great and abominable church, which is the most abominable above all other churches. For behold, they have taken away from the gospel of the Lamb many parts which are plain and most precious. And also many covenants of the Lord have they taken away. And all this have they done, that they might pervert the right ways of the Lord, that they might blind the eyes and harden the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore thou seest that after the book hath gone forth through the hands of the great and abominable church, that there are many plain and most precious things taken away from the book, which is the book of the Lamb of God. And after that these plain and precious things were taken away, it goeth forth unto all the nations of the Gentiles. And after it goeth forth unto all the nations of the Gentiles, Yea, even across the many waters which thou hast seen, with the Gentiles which have gone forth out of captivity, and thou seest, because of the many plain and precious things which have been taken out of the book, which were plain unto the understanding of the children of men, according to the plainness which is in the Lamb of God, and because of these things which are taken away out of the gospel of the Lamb, an exceeding great many do stumble, yea, insomuch that Satan hath great power over them. Nevertheless thou beholdest that the Gentiles which have gone forth out of captivity and have been lifted up by the power of God above all other nations upon the face of the land which is choice above all other lands, which is the land which the Lord God hath covenanted with thy father that his seed should have for the land of their inheritance. Wherefore thou seest that the Lord God will not suffer that the Gentiles will utterly destroy the mixture of thy seed which is among thy brethren." neither will he suffer that the Gentiles shall destroy the seed of thy brethren. Neither will the Lord God suffer that the Gentiles shall forever remain in that state of awful woundedness, which thou beholdest that they are in because of the most plain and precious parts of the gospel of the Lamb, which have been kept back by that abominable church, whose formation thou hast seen. Wherefore saith the Lamb of God, I will be merciful unto the Gentiles, unto the visiting of the remnant of the house of Israel in great judgment. And it came to pass that the angel of the Lord spake unto me, saying, Behold, saith the Lamb of God, after that I have visited the remnant of the house of Israel, and this remnant of which I speak is the seed of thy father. Wherefore, after that I have visited them in judgment, and smitten them by the hand of the Gentiles, and after that the Gentiles do stumble exceedingly because of the most plain and most precious parts of the gospel of the Lamb which have been kept back by that abominable church, which is the mother of harlots, saith the Lamb, wherefore I will be merciful unto the Gentiles in that day, saith the Lamb, and so much that I will bring forth unto them in mine own power much of my gospel which shall be plain and precious, saith the Lamb. For behold, saith the Lamb, I will manifest myself unto thy seed, that they shall write many things which I shall minister unto them, which shall be plain and precious. And after that thy seed shall be destroyed and dwindle in unbelief, and also the seed of thy brethren, behold, these things shall be hid up, to come forth unto the Gentiles by the gift and power of the Lamb. And in them shall be written my gospel, saith the Lamb, and my rock, and my salvation. And blessed are they which shall seek to bring forth my Zion at that day, for they shall have the gift and the power of the Holy Ghost. And if they endure unto the end, they shall be lifted up at the last day, and shall be saved in the everlasting kingdom of the Lamb. Yea, whoso shall publish peace, that shall publish tidings of great joy, how beautiful upon the mountains shall they be. And it came to pass that I beheld the remnant of the seed of my brethren, and also the book of the Lamb of God, which had proceeded forth from the mouth of the Jew, and I beheld that it came forth from the Gentiles unto the remnant of the seed of my brethren. 
And after it had come forth unto them, I beheld other books which came forth by the power of the Lamb from the Gentiles unto them, unto the convincing of the Gentiles and the remnant of the seed of my brethren, and also to the Jews which were scattered upon all the face of the earth, that the records of the prophets and of the twelve apostles of the Lamb are true. And the angel spake unto me, saying, These last records which thou hast seen among the Gentiles shall establish the truth of the first, which are of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, and shall make known the plain and precious things which have been taken away from them, and shall make known to all kindreds, tongues, and people that the Lamb of God is the Son of the Eternal Father and the Savior of the world, and that all men must come unto him or they cannot be saved. And they must come according to the words which shall be established by the mouth of the Lamb. And the words of the Lamb shall be made known in the records of thy seed, as well as in the records of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Wherefore they both shall be established in one. For there is one God, and one Shepherd over all the earth. And the time cometh that he shall manifest himself unto all nations, both unto the Jews and also unto the Gentiles. And after that he hath manifested himself unto the Jews and also unto the Gentiles, then he shall manifest himself unto the Gentiles and also unto the Jews, and the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And it shall come to pass that if the Gentiles shall hearken unto the Lamb of God in that day, that he shall manifest himself unto them in word, and also in power, in very deed, unto the taking away of their stumbling blocks, if it so be that they harden not their hearts against the Lamb of God. And if it so be that they harden not their hearts against the Lamb of God, they shall be numbered among the seed of thy father. Yea, they shall be numbered among the house of Israel." and they shall be a blessed people upon the promised land for ever. They shall be no more brought down into captivity, and the house of Israel shall no more be confounded. And that great pit, which hath been digged for them by that great and abominable church, which was founded by the devil and his children, that he might lead away the souls of men down to hell, yea, that great pit, which hath been digged for the destruction of men, shall be filled by those who digged it, unto their utter destruction, saith the Lamb of God. Not the destruction of the soul, save it be the casting of it into that hell which hath no end. For behold, this is according to the captivity of the devil, and also according to the justice of God, upon all those who will work wickedness and abomination before him. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me, Nephi, saying, Thou hast beheld that if the Gentiles repent, it shall be well with them. And thou also knowest concerning the covenants of the Lord unto the house of Israel. And thou also hast heard that whoso repenteth not must perish. Therefore woe be unto the Gentiles, if it so be that they harden their hearts against the Lamb of God. For the time cometh, saith the Lamb of God, that I will work a great and a marvelous work among the children of men, a work which shall be everlasting either on the one hand or on the other, either to the convincing of them unto peace and life eternal, or unto the deliverance of them to the hardness of their hearts and the blindness of their minds, unto their being brought down into captivity, and also unto destruction, both temporally and spiritually, according to the captivity of the devil of which I have spoken." And it came to pass that when the angel had spoken these words, he saith unto me, Remember thou the covenants of the Father unto the house of Israel? I saith unto him, Yea. And it came to pass that he saith unto me, Look and behold that great and abominable church, which is the mother of abominations, whose founder is the devil. And he saith unto me, Behold, there are save it be two churches. The one is the church of the Lamb of God, and the other is the church of the devil. Wherefore, whoso belongeth not to the church of the Lamb of God, belongeth to that great church which is the mother of abominations. And she is the whore of all the earth. And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the whore of all the earth, and she sat upon many waters, and she had dominion over all the earth, among all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. And it came to pass that I beheld the church of the Lamb of God, and its numbers were few, because of the wickedness and abominations of the whore which sat upon many waters. Nevertheless, I beheld that the church of the Lamb, which were the saints of God, were also upon all the face of the earth. 
and their dominions upon the face of the earth were small, because of the wickedness of the great whore which I saw. And it came to pass that I beheld that the great mother of abominations did gather together in multitudes upon the face of all the earth, among all the nations of the Gentiles, to fight against the Lamb of God. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, beheld the power of the Lamb of God, and it descended upon the saints of the church of the Lamb, and upon the covenant people of the Lord, which were scattered upon all the face of the earth. And they were armed with righteousness, and with the power of God in great glory. And it came to pass that I beheld that the wrath of God was poured out upon the great and abominable church, insomuch that there were wars and rumors of wars among all the nations and kindreds of the earth. And as there began to be wars and rumors of wars among all the nations which belonged to the mother of abominations, the angel spake unto me, saying, Behold, the wrath of God is upon the mother of harlots. And behold, thou seest all these things. And when the day cometh that the wrath of God is poured out upon the mother of harlots, which is the great and abominable church of all the earth, whose founder is the devil, then at that day the work of the Father shall commence, in preparing the way for the fulfilling of his covenants which he hath made to his people, which are of the house of Israel. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me, saying, Look! And I looked and beheld a man, and he was dressed in a white robe. And the angel said unto me, Behold, one of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Behold, he shall see and write the remainder of these things, yea, and also many things which have been, and he shall also write concerning the end of the world, Wherefore the things which he shall write are just and true, and behold, they are written in the book which thou beheld proceeding out of the mouth of the Jew. And at the time they proceedeth out of the mouth of the Jew, or at the time the book proceeded out of the mouth of the Jew, the things which were written were plain and pure and most precious and easy to the understanding of all men. And behold, the things which this apostle of the Lamb shall write are many things which thou hast seen. And behold, the remainder shalt thou see, but the things which thou shalt see hereafter thou shalt not write. For the Lord God hath ordained the apostle of the Lamb of God that he should write them. And also others which have been, to them hath he shown all things, and they have written them. And they are sealed up to come forth in their purity, according to the truth which is in the Lamb, in the own due time of the Lord unto the house of Israel. And I, Nephi, heard and bear record, that the name of the apostle of the Lamb was John, according to the word of the angel. And behold, I, Nephi, am forbidden that I should write the remainder of the things which I saw and heard, wherefore the things which I have written sufficeth me. And I have not written but a small part of the things which I saw, and I bear record that I saw the things which my father saw, and the angel of the Lord did make them known unto me. And now I make an end of speaking concerning the things which I saw while I was carried away in the Spirit. And if all the things which I saw are not written, the things which I have written are true. And thus it is. Amen. Pressure all around me saying, Go ahead, give in. Save your soul for another day. Struggling between the enemy and the one only true friend Finding it hard not to slip away But then I hear you softly calling out my name Come unto me
deserve this wondrous mercy you have shown Yet you show it time and time again When I'm trapped inside Satan's cold dark Chapter 3. Yeah, that was a lot of reading. I'll try to go through. There's a lot of notes on this section, and I'm going to try to go through this really fast. There's so much in Chapter 3. You could highlight the whole chapter, it seems like. Every every page has, has several verses, and I'm sure you guys are going to have more to add to it. But we'll start off with uh, verse 4. Verse 4 I have underlined and highlighted. I, I like that it has uh, the quote of uh, 600 years from the time that my father left Jerusalem. A prophet would the Lord God raise up among the Jews, even a Messiah, or in other words, a Savior of the world. It's just another reference to Jesus Christ, but it also tells you the time frame from when, he, you know, when he's going to be there. So it gives you the 600 years again. And that confirms with the... Uh, or reaffirms the time stamp that we have of Zedekiah. Um, in verse 9, For there standeth one among you whom ye know not, and he is mightier than I, whose shoes latchet I am not worthy to unloose. If you underlined that, that verse um, and then uh, put a note on the margin of your uh, Book of Mormon, John 1.27, you'll see a very similar statement by John the Baptist. You write down the shoes latch that I'm not worthy to unloose. It's, it's so specific that it's, it's too good of a reference to not have that the Book of Mormon has that, the same statement that John makes. And, you know, and this is 600 years before him, so it was prophesied that he would say that. Um, in verse 19, there's a verse that I like here that cross-references to Romans chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. So, or I'll read uh, verse 19 first on page 25. Or in fine, after the Gentiles had received the fullness of the gospel, the natural branches of the olive tree, or the remnants of the house of Israel, should be grafted in, or come to the knowledge of the true Messiah, their Lord and their Redeemer. This idea of of uh, grafted in branches, we're going to see more in, in the book of Jacob. There's a whole prophecy of Zenos. Romans 11, verses 24 through 26. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and wert grafted in, or grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of the, this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So you got this, I like the quote, that blindness in part has happened to Israel, and I like the reference to the olive tree that's getting grafted in. It fits with verse 19 really well. Verse 29. It's another promise for he that diligently seeketh shall find. I like that verse. It stands on its own. It's like one of those uh, bumper sticker type verses. And what I want everybody to do, if or what what I would think is important, is to put the definition of diligently somewhere in your in your Book of Mormon in the margin or somewhere. At the bottom, I have it written down. It says diligently in a way that shows care and conscientiousness in one's work or duties. So he that diligently seeketh shall find it's you put care and conscious effort seeking Christ. You know, the promises that, that, you know, you will find your answer, the care and conscious effort show, show care and conscientiousness in your work, in your duties, in your responsibilities of seeking and you will find it. So that's a, it's a way of uh, defining and showing what it requires or what God is asking if you want your questions answered, this is the promise. You, you can have those answers if you, if you diligently seek. Verse 34, Wherefore, if ye, if ye have sought to do wickedly in the days of your probation, then ye are found unclean before the judgment seat of God, and no unclean thing can dwell with God, wherefore ye must be cast off forever. It's a, a good verse. 34 and 35 go together. It's... um kind of just flat out states it. There's nothing unclean can can dwell with God. If you do wickedly in the days of your probation, that's our lifetime. That's our 
our chance, and, and we cannot do wickedly in this probation, because then we will not get to dwell with God. So those two verses, are um, they stand alone. Verse 43, 43 and 44. I like this. I'm going to start at the end of it. It glorifies God, for he is God over all the earth, yea, even above all. And blessed art thou, Nephi, because thou believest in the Son of the Most High God, wherefore thou shalt behold the things which thou hast desired. But I like that he believed in the Most, and it says the Most High God, and he is God over all the earth. And and so they're kind of just a sentiment that came out that uh, that I appreciate. Verse 49, you're going to see the beginning of the interpretation. So I've I've highlighted 49, and it kind of goes down. I put it like an arrow. And it goes for two pages. This interpretation goes for all of page 28 and 29. Uh, But pages, verses 52 through 62 is the beginning of the, this, this prophecy of uh, Jesus Christ and how he was born of a virgin. And we get to see this. uh, So that kind of stands by itself. And, and it's the testifying of behold, the lamb of God, the son of the eternal father is how it ends. And, And so Nephi gets to see that. Uh, in verse 64, we see more of the definition, the the meaning of the tree, verse 63 and 64. So the meaning of the tree which the Father saw, yea, it is the love of God, wherefore it is the most desirable above all things, and the most joyous to the soul is what the angels uh, spoke to him. So verse 63, 64, and 65 are the beginning of the definition of the dream, interpretation of the dream. Uh, verse 68, I beheld the rod of iron, which my father had seen was the word of God. In that same verse, the fountain of living waters or to the tree of life, the, which led to the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. Verse 69, the tree of life was a representation of the love of God. And in this section I have in the margin, Itzapostela 5 goes with this verse. If you ever Google that, you'll see a picture that has a tree and there's water next to it. I don't see all the things that everybody else sees in it, but they're saying that this uh, Stella is indicating this Lehi's vision. Verse 71 um, through 78, I kind of highlight and put those all together. It describes John the Baptist again. It shows that there were 12 people following, but this is describing um, his baptism and the Holy Ghost falling on him, and it's so, another prophecy of Jesus Christ. Uh, verse 87 on page 30, it shows why he was slain. And, and Nephi, I, Nephi, saw that he was lifted up upon the cross and slain for the sins of the world. So I under, underline slain for the sins of the world. I think that's a good verse to, to bring out. The other thing I like in the next verse is apostles of the Lamb, for thus were the twelve called by the angel of the Lord. We're going to see that there were twelve apostles, and then later on there's twelve others on the next page that are referred to as twelve disciples. And so we have the first time that the these this terminology comes up. Verse one twenty, verse ninety three has the definition of what this great, uh, great and spacious building was, and it's saying it was the pride of the world. And you can also put a line in reference verse 126. I'm going to turn to verse 126 real fast. And that definition is the vain imaginations and the pride of the world. So those two things are the the defining what is in Lehi's vision, or Nephi's vision at this point. Verse 95, I have just 12 apostles as highlighted. And it shows again that there's 12 apostles and then there's 12 disciples. And this the vision... Uh, continues and i see that there's a reference to this this land of promise in verse 97 and now we're it's switching to what the topic is that we're talking about and the location and in verse 102 through 112 is the crucifixion scene and the catastrophe that happens and then christ descends out of heaven and this is talking about the land of promise in this you know in in the americas verse 113 and I also saw and bear record that the Holy Ghost fell upon twelve others, and they were ordained of God and chosen. And the angels spake unto me, saying, Behold, the twelve disciples of the Lamb. So earlier they were the twelve apostles of the Lamb in verse 88, and now they are the twelve disciples of the Lamb. So he gets to see both, and he kind of shows their role here, what their jobs are, and and the judging the, the people of uh, Israel. 
in the next page, page 32, uh, verse 126, again, we, I have that highlighted. It's the vain imaginations and the pride of the children of men is that spacious building. So it's more than just pride. Pride is bad enough, I mean, that we struggle with, but vain imaginations, the, these, you know, this boy, it speaks right to me, and uh, the, and I struggle with that. So maybe that is highlighted in my Bible, not only because it's defining it, but it's something I struggle with. Verse 128 through 134, we get another prophecy showing the what's going to come of the Lamanites. And the, the first time they're uh, referencing them as a dark and loathsome and filthy people. In verse 138, continuing to 144 on the next page, we have a, a definition of the, the Gentiles, these nations and kingdoms of the Gentiles, and a prophecy that involves them and the beginning of this great and abominable church is described. This this section, this reading is really good, and it kind of uh, stands out and shows some prophecy and and shows the the difference between the the world and and us and how how much contempt there is for that abominable church. And it describes them a little bit what their purpose is, or what its purpose is. Okay, next is on verse one forty seven. And on the margin of my Book of Mormon, I, I want you to write down page 78, verse 10. This is what I have written. Uh, None shall come to this land. And then, you know, it, it's it's quoting the first line of this verse. So I'm going to turn to page 78. Well, first I'll read verse 147. And I looked and beheld a man among the Gentiles who was separated from the seed of my brethren by the many waters. And I beheld the Spirit of God that it came down and wrought upon the man. The man is Columbus. I'm going to skip to verse 148. And I beheld the Spirit of God that it wrought upon the other Gentiles, and they went forth out of captivity upon the many waters. So those, it's, it's just this little section on 147. I beheld the Spirit of God that it came down and wrought upon the man. And in verse 148, I beheld the Spirit of God that it wrought upon other Gentiles, and they went forth out of captivity. So with those two little parts of those verses highlighted, I want to turn to page 78 and read verse 10. Wherefore I, Lehi, prophesy, according to the workings of the Spirit which is in me, that there shall none come into this land, save they shall be brought by the hand of the Lord. Wherefore this land is consecrated unto him whom he shall bring. So I put a note there referencing that verse, that the people who come to this land are were brought here by God. In verse 152, uh, they're talking about the, the pilgrims. Verse 153 through 156, uh, you get the Revolutionary War is is brought up. Uh, the, what the Pilgrims came over and they they were they prospered in the land. And what, verse 157 stands alone also. And I beheld a book and it was carried forth among them, talking about the book that the Pilgrims brought. It's either the 1611 King James, but more likely I think is the Geneva uh, Bible is what they brought with them. In in either case, they brought the Bible with them. In verse 161 through 164, there's another chunk of scriptures that go together that I have highlighted. The book that thou beholdest is a record of the Jews, which contains the covenants of the Lord, which he made unto the house of Israel. And it also containeth many of the prophecies of the holy prophets. And it is a record like unto the engravings, which are upon the plates of brass, save there are not so many. Nevertheless, they contain the covenants of the Lord, which he hath made unto the house of Israel, wherefore they are of great worth unto the Gentiles. So it's describing this book, which is a record of the Jews. It's got to be the Bible that they're talking that it's talking about, and it's of great worth to the Gentiles. And then highlighted in the next verse in 165, it shows that it contained the plainness of the gospel of the Lord. And in verse 166, wherefore these things go forth from the Jews in purity unto the Gentiles, according to the truth which is in God. And then it references in the next uh, verse, I have highlighted, all these are in the same color. This one little line, it contained the plainness of the gospel of the Lord. Then all of verse 166, and then refers in 167 that uh, after they go forth by the hand of the 12 apostles of the Lamb, from the Jews unto the Gentiles, thou seest the foundation of a great and abominable church, which is most abominable above all other churches. And And it's referencing this church and what it does. I'm going to turn the page here. And I have then all of 168 highlighted. For behold, they have taken away from the gospel of the Lamb many parts which are plain and most precious. This 
is why we have the Book of Mormon. The, the, this little section of verses here are highlighted by themselves, and it gives a little lesson there as to what happened to the Bible and what, uh, why the, the need of the Book of Mormon is, is, is so necessary. Verse 175 on page 36, I have a reference in my margin to page 156, and I'm going to read that when I'm done. But verse 175, because of these things which are taken away out of the gospel of the Lamb, an exceeding great many do stumble, yea, insomuch that Satan hath great power over them. So if we turn to page 156, flip over here, turn over to page 156, 2 Nephi chapter 12, verses 45 through 72. It's a, it's a huge reading. But it describes this, it goes with this reading that we just had of, of they have this Bible and they're going to bring this book. And I'm starting with verse 45 on page 156. And because my words shall hiss forth, many of the Gentiles shall say, A Bible, a Bible, we have got a Bible, and there cannot be any more Bible. But thus saith the Lord God, O fools, they shall have a Bible, and it shall proceed forth from the Jews, mine ancient covenant people. You can keep reading all of this. I'm going to skip over to verse 61. And when the two nations shall run together, the testimony of the two nations shall run together also. And I do this that I may prove unto many that I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that I speak forth my words according to mine own pleasure. And it keeps going all through. It talks about more books. But real quickly, I just want this section, this reading, talking about the Bible and the need for books and why, and actually that there's more books coming. And it goes with this, this reading here on, on page 36 of, of the third chapter. Verse 179. Neither will the Lord God suffer that the Gentiles shall forever remain in that awful state of blindness, which thou beholdest they are in because of the plain and most precious parts of the gospel of the Lamb, which have been kept back by that abominable church. So it tells us that there's going to be something different coming that's going to, going to remove the blindness that these pilgrims had, that, that the, all of humanity has, that they only have this Bible that has come corrupted. So 179 is highlighted also in my Book of Mormon. I like the message there, that, that it's a foreshadowing of what's coming. Verses 183, 184, and 185 are all one color and highlighted. And after the Gentiles do stumble exceedingly because of the most plain and precious parts of the gospel of the Lamb, which has been kept back by that abominable church, which is the mother of harlots, saith the Lamb, I will be merciful unto the Gentiles in that day, insomuch that I will bring forth unto them in mine own power much of my gospel, which shall be plain and precious, saith the Lamb. For behold, saith the Lamb, I will manifest myself unto thy seed, that they shall write many things which I shall minister unto them, which shall be plain and precious. And after thy seed shall be destroyed and dwindle in unbelief, and also the seed of thy brethren, behold, these things shall be hid up to come forth unto the Gentiles by the gift and power of the Lamb. We know the story of, of what's going to happen, but this this shows it. Uh, I like these three verses, and it shows why, and it shows that it's necessary. Verse 187, And blessed are they who shall seek to bring forth my Zion at that day, for they shall have the gift and power of the Holy Ghost. Keep reading all the way to 189. And whoso shall publish peace, yea, tidings of great joy, how beautiful upon the mountains shall they be. If that is a, a reference to Isaiah 52, Chapter 52, verse 7. Again, there's a lot in this that can be highlighted. I have highlighted right there the rest of verse 190 all the way to 191. From the mouth of the Jew that it came forth from the Gentiles unto the remnant of the seed of my brethren. And after it had come forth unto them, I beheld other books which came forth by the power of the Lamb. From the Gentiles unto them, unto the convincing of the Gentiles, and the remnant of the seed of my brethren, also the Jews who are scattered upon all the face of the earth. That's talking about other books. It's talking about from the mouth of the Jew, it came forth from the Gentiles unto the remnant of the seed of my brethren. You know, this is talking, I mean, the book of the Lamb of God, you got the Bible and the Book of Mormon, but it hints at other books. It hints at more to be coming out. Verse 192, these last records which thou hast seen among the Gentiles shall establish the truth of the first. The Book of Mormon, which you've seen among the Gentiles, establishes the truth of the Bible, which are of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, and shall make known the plain and precious things which have been taken away from them. 
So 192 really says everything that the last three pages have said in one verse. So I have in verse 192, the first half of it is a dark green, uh, the truth of the first, and then you have a different color, which are of the 12 apostles of the Lamb and shall make known the plain and precious things which have been taken away. So it kind of shows that the Book of Mormon is going to uh, establish the truth of the, of, the, of the first, which would be the Bible. Verse 201 through 205. And it shall come to pass that if the Gentiles shall hearken unto the Lamb of God in that day, that he shall manifest himself unto them in the word, and also in power, in very deed, unto the taking away of their stumbling blocks, and harden not their hearts against the Lamb of God, they shall be numbered among the seed of thy father, and they shall be numbered among the house of Israel, and they shall be a blessed people upon the promised land for ever. They shall be no more brought down into captivity, and the house of Israel shall no more be confounded. This looks to me like it's a reference that shows the same thing of Daniel chapter 2, that there's a mountain, that, a stone that will be cut out of the mountain without hands, and it will it will last forever. It will be there, you know, it'll never have, a kingdom that has no end. And this confirms it, that if if we don't, you know, if we do follow the Lamb of God, and and after he takes away our stumbling blocks, and we harden not our hearts, we will be numbered among the house of Israel, and the promise is forever. This promised land forever. At the bottom of page 39, verses 213 through 216, these verses all go together. I'm going to read them first, and then we'll go back, and I have some comments. Therefore, woe be unto the Gentiles, if it so be that they harden their hearts against the Lamb of God. For the time cometh, saith the Lamb of God, that I will work a great and a marvelous work among the children of men, a work which shall be everlasting, either on the one hand or on the other, either to the convincing of them unto peace and life eternal, or unto the deliverance of them to the hardness of their hearts and the blindness of their minds, unto their being brought down into captivity, and also unto destruction, both temporally and spiritually, according to the captivity of the devil of which I have spoken. All right, so that section of verses there, when you hear, um, I'll do a marvelous work among the children of men, it's not the same thing as a marvelous work and a wonder. This is something different. This is a work that shall be everlasting either on the one hand or the other. It will be the last work, and it will last forever, This the results of it. And so there, I have references to prove this point about what he's talking about. So if you have in the margin there, right, page 646, and then on page 658 through 660, and then page 114. And if I you go to all three of those places, on all three of those places, I reference the other three places. So there's four places. And each of those places in my Book of Mormon, they all reference each other. And it's talking about something that is uh, sort of Armageddon-like. It's this last work that he will do that will be marvelous on the one hand or on the other. It's like the final work of God. And this one is marvelous. It's not a marvelous work and a, and a wonder. This is a marvelous work which will be everlasting either on the one hand or the other into the convincing them that he is God or unto their destruction that they will refuse to believe. And this, there's a time frame that goes along with this based on the scriptures around it. And, and it's, it's a study in itself. So I, I hope everybody writes down page 646, page 658 through 660, and page 114. And when we get to those parts later, and, and I mean, it's much later, but do this study on your own. You'll see that there's there's parts on each one of those pages that all read the same way. The next verses I have are 220 through 222. And he said unto me, behold, there are saved two churches only. The one is the church of the Lamb of God, and the other is the church of the devil. Wherefore, whoso belongeth not to the church of the Lamb of God belongeth to that great church, which is the mother of abominations. This is one or the other. This is it. There's two churches. Now, we think, you know, there's a lot of churches in the world. This scripture is saying, if you're not with the church of the Lamb of God, then you are a part of that other great and abominable church, which is everything else. There's scriptures I have written down next to it that confirm this. Third Nephi chapter 5 page uh, verses 34 and 35 i'm gonna turn to it real fast third nephi chapter 5 verses 34 and 35 and whoso believeth in me and is baptized the same shall be saved 
and they are they who shall inherit the kingdom of God. And whoso believeth not in me and is not baptized shall be damned. And it kind of shows, the says the same thing. If you're baptized, you're saved. And if you're baptized, you're a member of the church of Christ. If you're not, you are not. And you're not. <laughs> so, so either you're not baptized, you're not saved, you're not in the church of Christ. And that means you're in the other church. Uh, John 3, 5 in the Bible has a similar reference. The only way to make it to the kingdom of heaven is if you're baptized. There's another reference at third Nephi chapter 12. Okay. Third Nephi chapter 12. This is 12 through 22. It's a longer reading, but it's saying, uh, along the same lines, if you do all these things, you are baptized in the na in name of Jesus, you are called the church of Christ. And, and so it's referencing what the church of Christ is. If it's called in my name, then it's my church. If it's Moses's name, then it's Moses's church. So anything else that is not is not named Church of Christ is not the Church of Christ, very literally. But it's also well, it's literal in, in in that it's in name, but more so, it's it's not just its name. It's it's what it is, what it stands for. And if it's built upon my rock and my gospel, then you're not. If you then you are the Church of Christ, and you are my church. And anything else is not the Church of Christ, and so therefore it is one of the. It is the other church. And in verse two twenty three through two twenty five, it describes that other church, and she is the whore of all the earth. And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the whore of all the earth, and she sat upon many waters, and she had dominion over all the earth among all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. So we've got three sections here, right? One after another, 20, 220 to 222, I have that highlighted one color. And then 223 to 225 is a different color. And it's talking about the this uh, abominable church. And then 226 to 228 is, is the good guys. So I'll read 226 now. And it came to pass that I beheld the church of the Lamb of God, and its numbers were few because of the wickedness and abominations of the whore who sat upon many waters. Nevertheless, I beheld that the church of the Lamb, who were the saints of God, were also upon all the face of the earth, and their dominions upon the face of the earth were small because of the wickedness of the great whore whom I saw. So I like those that section from 220 to 228. It's all highlighted, but there's three different colors, and it's showing the the two different churches that there will be. In, pay, in verse 230 through 231, it shows, I have this, again, this is important. It shows the the power of the Lamb of God, uh, I'll just keep reading, that it descended upon the saints of the church of the Lamb and upon the covenant people of the Lord who were scattered upon all the face of the earth, and they were armed with righteousness and with the power of God in great glory. So it kind of have that, the that I skipped verse 229, but it's highlighted in the same color as the 226 through 228. Verse 234, Behold, the wrath of God is upon the mother of harlots. Uh, if you want to read about what that wrath of God is, you can turn to Revelations chapter 17. And so I have that note written in there. Verses 236 and 237 are highlighted, showing the when the day cometh that the wrath of God is poured out. And the, in verse 237, that, at that day the work of the Father shall commence in preparing the way for the fulfilling of his covenants which he hath made to his people who are of the house of Israel. It gives us a, a time, for a, a, not really a, a, a time, but an order of events. Uh, verses 240 through 251 is the revelation of uh, talking about the John, the revelator, and it names him. And it's it's really interesting. It's interesting that this is in there. I, I like this section. It all goes together, and I have it highlighted. And I, I also wonder if there's someone else that's going to be another book of Revelation uh, that it refers to here. This, others who have been to them hath he shown all things, and they have written them. And so it could be referring to Ether, you know, or the brother of Jared in the book of Ether. I guess Isaiah has written it already, and we and I don't know. I doubt if it's referring to Isaiah, but it could be. Others have written, and and to them hath he shown all things. So it's just not Nephi gets to see it, but he doesn't get to write it. All right, so that was a lot of chapter three, and and the whole chapter could be highlighted. The whole thing could be a study. 
there's a lot of different directions to go here as well but uh, there's a lot to be highlighted in your in your books of Mormon and hopefully I separated them enough I showed you where things are separated and, and verses are referenced in, in my book of Mormon and hopefully you brought something that can you have different colors that you can pull different verses out and keep them separated to keep the thoughts organized but there's a lot to study there in chapter 3 